Hello, BC family. It's your host, Dashay Bates, and I am back with another podcast episode on tonight. It is Friday night. Many of you are out and about enjoying your evening. Some of you are probably in the bed. I don't know what you're doing, but I was sitting here by the Lord to encourage somebody on tonight. Amen. Um, where I am, it is 1131 at night. But we know that God moves whenever he wants to move. He moves in the late night hour, in the midnight hour. Amen. So I'm just here to encourage someone on today. And I want to share a couple of scriptures with you all. Um, the first one is going to be from the book of Joshua. Uh, chapter 1, verse 9. And this is coming from the CEV. And it reads, I've commanded you to be strong and brave. Don't ever be afraid or discouraged. I am the Lord, your God, and I will be there to help you wherever you go. Amen. Um, I want to share another one with you all. Um, and this one's going to be from 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. And this is also uh, being read from the CEV version. And it reads, Children, you belong to God. And you have defeated these enemies. God's spirit is in you and is more powerful than the one who is in the world. Amen. I want to read that one again because this is one of my favorite ones. First John chapter four, verse four. And it reads, children, you belong to God and you have defeated these enemies. God's spirit is in you and is more powerful than the one who is in this world. Amen. I just want to encourage somebody on today that there is nothing that the enemy can do to stop the plans that God has for your life. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It does not matter what it feels like. The enemy wants you to be confused because he knows that if he can get your mind, that he can throw your whole your whole operation off whatever it is that you and the lord have going on for your life the plans that god has over your life whatever it is that he has you working on for your assignments the enemy knows that if he can get your mind that he can begin to drive your boat but i'm here to remind you and encourage you as it said in first john that we are children that belong to god Amen. And God's spirit is in you. And is more powerful than the one who is in this world. Amen. So there is nothing that the devil can do. If something is for you and something is, is addressed to you, it's going to get to you. And I want to I want to I want to talk about something that recently happened in my life like literally as of yesterday. And it's just a reminder. I believe that this situation literally took place because God wanted to remind me that he has not forgotten about me. He has not forgotten about you. And he loves his children. So back to the story what I want to tell you all, what I want to share with you all is that my parents they had sent me out some gifts. And the shippers somehow split it up into three, split it up into three different packages from two different carriers. And I 
I mean, I'm telling you, I was just so in shock because it's like, why do you order from one place? You're expecting the gifts from one person and then it splits up and, and the shippers are coming from FedEx and UPS. Follow me here because I'm going somewhere with this, glory to God. The packages were split up and they got into the hands of two different handlers. Amen. And I'm, I'm I'm tracking the package and I'm tracking the package. One of them showed up, perfect timing, got there when it was supposed to. I didn't get a knock at the door. So they left the note saying that I had to sign some paperwork in order to leave the package where it was supposed to be because the handler didn't trust leaving the package on the porch because it was to their discretion that they could choose if they wanted to leave it. Okay? So then the other package, it said delivered. I go outside, I take a look around, no package to be found. So of course, I'm upset. I have two gifts that I've been expecting, I've been waiting patiently for, and we all know how it is when you're waiting patiently for things. We so used to Amazon Prime spoiling us, dropping things off the next day. They even take a picture, send it to you, because they know sometimes you don't be home, and you want to make sure, and you want to physically see that your package has been delivered, amen? Well, I'm here to tell you, let me explain to y'all the blessing in this, and the favor that God had placed over my life, and the favor that is over your life. When things are addressed to you, they're going to get to you no matter what carrier has it. Let me tell you how God moved. Amen. I get on the phone. I call the carriers. I let them know what happened. I let them know I was in the house. I never received a knock at the door. I didn't hear anything. Do you know that God showed up and put his favor on that situation? And literally, I had somebody call me back from the UPS company in a matter of probably about an hour, probably less than an hour. They say, you know what, Ms. Bates, we're going to have you come down to the warehouse because the driver can't come back because he already made that stop. But if you can come down here, we're going to have one of our security guards bring it out to you to make sure you get it. Amen. So I go, I'm punching the address. I don't know where I'm going. I'll make it there safely. I retrieve my package. I get back home. Everything's great. All right. So then I'm still concerned about the other package that said it was delivered and I did not see it. It was nowhere in sight. I call. I make a claim. They say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Because the driver must have taken it to the wrong address. But what we're going to do is because we don't know if that other package is damaged or where it is. And we want to make sure that you get your package the way that it's supposed to be. We're going to call the person that you ordered it from, the place that it was ordered from, and ask them to ship out a new one. Glory to God. And we're going to make sure that you get your package. Amen. So I want to remind you all from my story, my testimony just this week, that it does not matter what it looks like when something is for you. That position at work, you've been working that nine to five for so long and you've been waiting to get promoted and you've been interviewing and they keep passing you by. If God has told you to stay steadfast and to keep waiting, I encourage you to stay in that thing. Do not get weary and do not let somebody's no 
make you think that you are denied. Because sometimes some things can just be delayed. Amen. And we don't know why we wait. Something could have been wrong with the first original package. It could have been coming to be broken. You get what I'm saying? So we have to allow God to be who he is and move how he wants to move and be patient with the process. Because sometimes when you get things overnight, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not what they're supposed to be. They're not what they should be. Amen. So I encourage you to just keep trusting and keep believing. And remember Joshua um, chapter one, verse nine. I've commanded you to be strong and brave. Don't ever be afraid or discouraged. I am the Lord, your God, and I will be there. And I will be there to help you wherever you go. So he is a present help. You don't have to be afraid when you're stepping into those interviews, stepping onto those stages, stepping onto the platforms that God has called you to, stepping into those schools, reaching those children, whatever it is that God has has you doing. It, it, even, it says right here in the word, don't ever be afraid or discouraged. I am the Lord, your God, and I will be there to help you wherever you go. So it don't matter wherever you go. He is always there with you. Amen. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Amen. So we have to remember that. And what that just means, he's saying to us that God is greater than the devil that is in this world. God has already overcome the world. So there is nothing, nothing that a devil can do to stop the plans of God. You got this. You got this. No matter where you are, no matter where you go, God is going to be right there with you. And I encourage you all to continue to push through and know that what is for you will be for you. And no matter if it's the package is mishandled, no matter if the package said delivered and, and someone may have stolen it, no matter if the package says delivered and it may have been delivered to the wrong address. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask, think, or imagine. He is going to make sure that you get what belongs to you. Amen. So, Father God, I just say thank you for who you are, oh God. For how you move, oh God. For what it is that you do, oh God. For the reasons that you do what you do, oh God. We thank you, God. And we know that it's not about the blessings, but it's about how we can be a blessing through the blessings that you bless us with. Amen. So, Father God, as we go forth tonight to finish out our evening, Father God, to 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 lay down and rest in your presence, oh God, for a great night's sleep, oh God. I just ask that you give everyone under the sound of my voice, Father God, a sudden peace, Father God, a joy that surpasses all understanding, oh God, a peace and a confidence in you, oh God, knowing that each and everything that we may be going through, oh God, each and everything that the enemy throws our way, oh God, help us to ignore the annoyances that the enemy throws, oh God, and to continue to place our hope in you and knowing that what is for us will be for us, oh God, that that business will prosper, Father God, that they will get that promotion, oh God, that that marriage shall come to pass, oh God, that we will be covered in the blood of Jesus at all times, oh God, that any weapons that may be formed up against us shall never prosper, oh God, that bills will be met on time, oh God, 
that the purposes that you have placed out here for us, oh God, will be fulfilled, 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 oh God, in the name of Jesus, to your standard, God, not our standard, oh God, but the heavenly standard that you have placed it to be at God, because we know that you are a God of, we know that you are a God of clarity, we know that you are a God of love, amen, and we know that you are a God of, of order, oh God. So as we go forth and to do the things that you call us to do, oh God, we ask that you help us to do it in a way that you call it to be done, oh God. We thank you that everything that we ever stress about, God, is already taken care of, God. And in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we just say thank you for this newfound peace, God. We say thank you, God, for the newfound understanding, oh God, and to know that everything everything that is taking place in this time, in this season is for a reason, oh God. And help us to look deeper, oh God. Deeper, oh God. In the spiritual aspect, oh God. To gain understanding on the lesson that you are giving us out of each and every trial that we experience. That we may be able to help our brother, our sister up, oh God. And in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we just say thank you. Glory to your magnificent name, oh God. And hallelujah and amen. So I thank you, BC family, for tuning in. I, I just pray that this message has blessed and encouraged someone on this evening, on this morning, whenever you decide to listen to it. Um, I ask that you guys go to Amazon and check out the book. Um, I released the 31-day journal, um, glory to God. And it's a 31-day journal of intimate um, prayers with the Lord. And I created this journal to help people who typically battle with depression to be able to process their daily emotions so that they will be able to figure out what it is that they're feeling so they can take that care to the Lord and cast it on him so that they know what they're praying for you know oftentimes a lot of people say you know go pray about it pray about it but sometimes let's admit sometimes we're so overwhelmed we don't know what to pray for you know, sometimes we are under attack and it's hard to even gather our thoughts. But this journal right here, if you have experienced that or if you are going through it, through that, this journal is for you and it's called God, Can You Hear Me? And I'm here to tell you that he can. It's also a little bit of my testimony in there. It's also other ways that you can reach out to me if you need prayer, if you need an encouragement, encouragement call, whatever it may be. This journal is for you and you can get on Amazon and you can type right in the search bar. God, can you hear me? Um, the book after shipping and handling is $13. Very reasonable. Invest into your spiritual growth, into your spiritual mental health. I encourage you all to just keep being great. Okay? Continue to push. God is with you. He got you. And no matter what it looks like in the physical realm, God has those angels concerning you already out there going before you opening doors that the enemy tries to shut. So stay great, blessed and filled and prosperous until next time. BC family. I love you. Hello, BC family. I welcome you back to the Bullet Confess show. I'm your host, Don Shea Bates, and I'm here today to bring a message to you that the Lord has placed on my heart and you know I deliver any messages that he requires of me and uh, that's just how we come in 
and I would say we because it's me and him. So um, without further ado, let's jump right in. I want to start off with prayer. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your mercies and your grace, oh God. We thank you for sending your son Jesus, Father God, and showing us your selfless love, oh God. Father God, we ask that you help us to hear this word on today and, and not only hear it, Father God, but let it minister to our souls, oh God, that we, we may turn from our wicked ways, oh God, and back to you, oh God. I ask that your Holy Spirit be with us and that I, Don Shea Bates, decrease and that you, Father God, increase. I ask that this word meet your children and myself right where we are today on, on today, oh God. In Jesus' name that we pray, we say thank you. Glory, hallelujah, and amen. Amen. So um, today, I'm going to be teaching out of the book of Luke, chapter 10. Um, and Luke, chapter 10, is about when Jesus sent out the 72. Amen. Um, so I think I'm going to title this one, Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself. And right is still the way. Amen. So um, join me in Luke, chapter 10, verse 2. And it reads, he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Amen. So what, what, what Jesus is saying in this verse, he's reminding us that there is plenty of work to be done. And in this season, when I was reading this word, the Lord revealed to me, yes, that there's plenty of work to be done. And there's no one who wants to do the work just wanting to rep Jesus and gain the harvest. God is not looking for a cheerleader. He's looking for a team player who is really going to be down for him and about his kingdom and really willing to go out here and do what it takes to bring these souls to Christ for the kingdom's sake. Amen. Not just seeking after the harvest. Because we know, as we just read in Luke 10, that the harvest is plentiful. It's plenty of harvest. Like, picture it this way. It's this big field, and it's harvest season, and there's plenty, plenty of harvest. And then you only see one or two people out there in the field gathering up the harvest. Because, as the Lord revealed to me on today, there is not many who want to do the work. They just want to reap the harvest and rep Jesus' name, Jesus this, Jesus that. All that is cool. And in the same sentence, God is looking for people, kingdom citizens, to actually be team players and be about what we talk about. So God is calling his children in this time to check their heart posture amen glory to god why are you serving god these are questions that you should begin to ask yourself why are you really serving god what is your motives behind it what is the motive behind the reason that you are serving god why are you wanting the things that you want Wanting to know these these very things, these very questions that that we just heard is what will begin 
is what will begin to bring forth a renewing of the mind. This is what these questions raise what I what I like to call evaluation time. It's evaluation time. It's a new season. Some things need to be evaluated in our life. And I believe no matter what the situation is, we're always it's always time. There's always a time for evaluation. Amen. Are you content or are you greedy? God has been blessing you. Are you content with what you have or are you greedy? You get that thing and you're like, okay, but what about this? And what about that? And what about, okay. The harvest is plenty. You are going to get everything that that is it has your name on it. Everything that is for you is going to make its way to you. But what about the things that I have already blessed you with? What about the things that you already have and you have not even utilized them to their full potential of what they were made and created for and created to do? And you want more? That's greedy. And 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 then it and it begins to go down to the next question of is it truly for the glory of God or is it for selfish gain and clout and status is your walk is your is your working in the field is 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 your leveling up truly for the glory of God or is it for selfish gain and clout and status once again it goes back to checking that heart posture these are the very things and the very questions that need to be asked in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you Lord that need to be asked there needs to be a renewing of the mind going into new seasons require a renewing of the mind staying in God and in, in the correct heart posture requires a renewing of the mind amen and if any of those things be the case for you in your situation, that raises question of are we obeying, are we truly, truly obeying the Lord's command uh, in verse 4, which read, do not take a purse, a bag, a sandal. Do not take a purse, a bag, or a sandal. And do not greet anyone on the road. So what Jesus was letting them know is, Leave all that fancy stuff at home. That's that's not needed here. That's not needed in the field. How are you going to work and you and you worried about coming in looking looking all fancy? You can't work how you would work. How you would normally work to your full potential. If you coming in here to the T, I mean pressed to the T. It would look mighty funny. If I walked into McDonald's and I seen a brother in a three-piece suit and some Stacey Adams back there flipping burgers and worried about not getting his suit dirty, there is no way that you can tell me that you will be able to perform to the same standard that you would if you walked in the room, your authentic self, walked in the room in that mindset, that renewed mindset, walked in the room with the, with the mindset to work for God's sake. Not for selfish gain, not for clout. You think somebody gonna be coming up in the field? You think the other disciples about to be up in the field? Oh, look over there! Look out west in the field. He out there pressed. Look, look out east in the field. 
on Sister Shay Sharp. They're not worried about that. They worried about what, how much work we getting done. That's what they need to be worried about. It's not about us. It's never been about us. And God is looking for workers. And as we read in Luke 10, chapter 2, the harvest is plentiful, but there is few workers. And in, 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 the, in, um, in the book of Luke, in chapter 10, he also reminded us. He also reminded us that we need to be praying for more workers. Glory to God. The workers are few. There is so much out here in the kingdom for us to bring God to glory. But when our motives aren't right and when and when our minds are not renewed, it changes the way that you operate with people. It changes the motives behind what the things are that you're doing. Oh, I'm going to bless her because I know when I bless her, that's good ground. That's fertile ground. I'm going to receive a 10 times harvest. Well, why wouldn't you bless this person? Because that is what God is requiring of you. Amen. So what are your motives? What are your motives for following God? Amen. I'm here to tell you that right is still the way. And that it's time, children of God, and aspiring children of God, to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And it sounds so cliche, but it is what it is. God is not playing. He's not out here looking for no chill leader. He sent me here on today to speak this message. And I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice, including myself, gets this message on the inside of them. It's time to stop playing in the field. We don't got time to be in the field playing in the crops. It's time to get to work. Whatever that ministry is that he put in you, that's why you can't sleep. You can't sleep because there's something on the inside of you. And it's birthing season and it's time to come out. That's like trying to hold a baby in after the 40-week period. It's time to come out. It's time to push. Amen. So I just encourage you all, encourage you all to get in the book of Luke chapter 10. And read the whole thing. It's a wonderful message. It's a wonderful message. And that's all I have for you all today. And and, I, and I, matter of fact, before I go, I want to I want I want to go back to verse 4. And it reads, do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet everyone on the road. Can we address that on the road part? You cannot bring everyone with you. You cannot be talking. Sometimes you're not going to be able to do all that talking. Okay, I'm just telling you straight up. And it may come off as rude. But sometimes you got to keep your greeting short because not everybody out here is your friend. Not everybody out here is, is, is who they say they are. And even in the kingdom, some people's motives are not right. 
Some people would look at you as a charity case and not as for who you are and who God has called you to be and not for for as a kingdom brother or a kingdom sister or, or, or a spiritual mother, a spiritual daughter, whatever it is. Some people just don't see like that. And when you have the love of God and people see that on the inside of you, some people, when their motives aren't right, will suck you so dry. I mean, so dry. From the point God sent you in that thing on full, I'm talking one of those big old grapes, those black seedless grapes that you see at Kroger. So full, you look like you get ready to bust. So full of oil. And by the time these people get done with you, and when I say these people, I'm talking the clout chasers, the status chasers, the people that are going after gain, the people who are not serving God and serving in the kingdom with the right heart posture. That's what I mean when I say people. They will suck you so dry. By the time you get up out of that thing, you will be looking like a raisin. You can't greet everybody. And I'm not saying hi. This is deeper than this. Let's go a little deeper here, saints. We can't keep staying on the surface of things. Surface is not getting the, the job done anymore. We got to go deeper, glory to God. It's time to go deeper. It's time to start inspecting some fruit. It's harvest season. Some fruit have been bared. And we need to know what type of fruit it is. Because not every not every apple that fall off the tree is a good apple. Amen. So you have to keep sometimes it's going to look as though you don't have much to say. Because when you're on the road to victory, when you're on the road to 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 bringing God to glory, glory to God. Sometimes you, you can't say some things because some people around you, they just have nasty, just saturated mindsets, worldly mindsets. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They so worldly that they don't even understand what you're saying anyway. And then that's when they take the words and twist it and taint other people's views on who you are. And even with that being said, I'm here to let you know that no weapons formed shall prosper. So let the people talk. And if you have anything to say, speak the word of the Lord. Speak the word. Eventually, they'll get tired of hearing it. Why? Because they're worldly. And they'll leave you alone. You have to be so sold out for God. You got to be willing to say, you know what? I got to take up my mat from this friendship. I got to take up my mat from this job. I got to take up my mat. It could even be a church, whatever it is. And I got to place myself over here where I see the Lord, where I hear him clearly. Where, where. Where I'm not being so attacked to the point. Matter of fact, thank you, Holy Spirit. This brings me to the story of Hannah and Penina. 
Some people are so used to you being in barren situations. Okay, first of all, let me back up. Let me back up. Holy Spirit telling me to back up. Let me back up. I want to let you know briefly the story of Hannah and Penina. Hannah and Penina were both married to the same man. Penina, uh, Penina, she had many children, many children. She was very fruitful in that in that area. And and um, Hannah, she was barren. She couldn't have children. And uh, yeah, basically her womb was shut up. And you know that really that was something that was an insecurity that she had, and it bothered her. You know, it bothered her because here here it is. They're already sharing a man. This lady over here is fruitful. I mean, baby after baby, da 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 da. And Panina was just very arrogant about the things that she had, the blessings that God had given her, her, the blessings of her children, amen. That she literally teased, literally teased Hannah to the point she stopped eating. Like she couldn't even eat no more. Now, come on now, let's pause right there. I know, I know from me and myself that I've been in situations where I've allowed the enemy to affect me to the point where I couldn't even sleep. Cause I'm sitting up like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't let this slide, Lord, I gotta do something. No, nah, no, nah, this ain't right. Or maybe they right, Lord, I need to, come on now, let's get realistic, let's get transparent. We have all been in situations where we have allowed the enemy to use others to affect us. And I say the enemy to use others to affect us because we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, amen? So back to the story, she wasn't eating. Hannah wasn't even eating. She was lost for words and she had had it. And one day she just, she snapped into the spiritual and she said, she began to pray. No words was coming out. It was to the point where the priest thought that she was just drunk, just out of her mind, looking crazy. But that was not the case. She wasn't drunk. She was fed up, she had enough, and she had to reach Christ the best way that she knew. God, I got a problem down here. Jesus, can you see me? I got a situation down here that is too big for me to carry. And I don't want to act out of character. I don't want to handle it myself. Some of us need to call on God about these situations because they do get heavy. Why do they get heavy? Because they was never meant for us to carry. The battle does not belong to us. The battle belongs to God. Hallelujah. And that's when we begin to operate in a spirit of pride. When we put our hands on situations that we have no business touching. And we want to try to fix it. And if we do that, if we do this, and if I put this on and do that, and if I show up and, 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 and I do this for clout and I do that, no, that is a spirit of witchcraft. That is narcissistic behavior. And that is pride. Glory be to God. So Hannah literally cried out to God. She was speaking to him. No words were coming out. They thought she was drunk and she wasn't. I'm here to tell you sometimes to get yourself out of a situation, it's going to look crazy. Sometimes you are going to have to jump out. 
sometimes you're going to have to jump out of a situation the best way that you can get out. Because sometimes, matter of fact, it's so funny because I was doing a job training the other day. Glory to God. Glory to God. And um, we were learning about situational awareness. Amen. And we were learning about, you know, if a dangerous person. Well, first we were learning about, about how a dangerous person is not necessarily, does not necessarily have a weapon. And, and about how they don't even need a weapon to inflict injury. And, and then we went on to learn about how when you face, when you're faced with dangerous situations, you have to make, you have to make a decision quickly, quickly. Sometimes you don't have all day. Well, I wonder, you know, well, if we, if we keep doing this, maybe, maybe it'll stop that. Or if I say this and I do that, and if I keep being as good as I can be, and I keep pouring the love of God into this, and I keep doing, step back. Sometimes you got to run. Sometimes you got to go. Continue on a journey that God has called you to be on. Continue to the field. Continue to work in the field. And not and not greet everyone on the road there. Because it can get dangerous. And the last thing you want is for you to get stopped in your tracks. When all your motives have been right for the kingdom's sake, all your intentions have been pure. And because you did not move and get out of that dangerous situation and you did not cry out to God and let him know, even though he knows, let him know the situation that you are facing at hand. You are not God. It is not for you to fight the battle. It's not for you to handle every situation that comes your way. Some situations do not even need to be addressed. Amen. Then that gets back over into whatever your motives. If you have them, if you're having a motive of uh, seeking status and clout and gain. Then what others say and what others are doing and how others are treating you will affect you. And then that's when you have to go a little bit deeper. Come on, BC family, a little bit deeper. Scratch that surface and, and look on the inside of you and figure out what is bringing about these motives. Why am I operating like this, God? Where is the root of this thing? How did this get inside of me? Because I was not born of this. And then you will begin to discover things about yourself. Well, Lord, I'll be golly. I got some insecurity issues. Well, maybe that's why I'm seeking status. Because I'm looking for somebody to validate me and place me on a pedestal. So that I can feel like I'm something and somebody. When God has already told you who you are to him. And that is why it requires you to renew your mind daily. So that you know that you are already, what do we say? Every day, BC family, that you are already great, that you are already blessed and filled, that you are already prosperous. You don't need nobody to tell you what you are. You are that. You don't need a status. You don't need a name. You don't need the clout. 
you don't need the gain. You don't need you don't need a lot of people around you. Because you are what he says you are. You are who he says you are. Who God says you are, you are that. Amen. So we have to check our motives on why it is that we are doing the things that we're doing and why it is that we are truly following God. Is it because of the plentiful harvest? Or is it because the workers are few and you really want to get in this thing and you really want to bring souls to Christ? And this is so crucial and I know I'm coming strong. I'm passionate about this thing because God, the love that he has for us, he loves us so much and it's just so amazing because over the last week or so, God has just been wanting his children to know I love y'all. Like literally. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord wants us to know that he loves you so much. He loves you. He loves you. God loves you. Sometimes you got to get in the mirror and you got to say that thing until you feel it. You got to get in that mirror. You got to get face to face and one on one with yourself. You can't look into people to pour into you all the time because it's not going to always be somebody there. If you're doing the right, doing, going about the situation the right way, if you're going about it in a Luke chapter 10, verse four way. So I encourage you, BC family, get down in that thing and figure out what it is that's causing your motives to be twisted what it is that's causing your mindset to be carnal my god today my god today speak holy spirit god wants you god has already chosen you when you didn't even choose him think about when you were back in egypt and you was running around come on now let's get real I remember the days I was so high, I couldn't even think. I was chilling, just high. I couldn't even get up out the bed, crying, worried about why people didn't want to be my friend, why people didn't want to be my spouse. Who cares? They not God. I remember going out drinking just to pass the night by because I wasn't sleeping anyway. Come on, y'all. I know somebody feel me. Let's get real. I remember crawling in and out of bed with men to feel that 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 five minutes of love. That wasn't love. That was manipulation. Not everybody's motives are right. Some people see your light. Some people see the things you have. Oh, I'm going to mess with her because she got a nice car. And I know she's going to let me drive the whip as long as I make her feel loved. I know she's going she gonna to be my friend as long as I give her this and do that and, and do what she say. No. And if you are allowing people to be connected to you for what they can do for you, you have to, you have to begin to, once again, renew your mind. And evaluate why it is that you're operating the way that you're operating. You could have started off with good intentions and then your trust switched from God and begin to be in that person. Well, they've been doing this for me and they've been doing that. I know they're going to come through. And God will go in there and he will snatch that situation and say, you know what, I'm going to separate them for a season. 
because they are too dependent on this person. Glory be to God. They are too dependent on this person. I need them to be rooted in me. I need them to be dependent on me. So if the mat has been pulled from up under you, it's time for evaluation. Are your eyes truly fixed on God? Are you truly seeking him and wondering what it is that he has for you to do? It also let us know right here in the book of Luke that he's sending us out two by two. Amen. And when you have a partner, I don't care if you paired together at work, if you paired together for the kingdom's sake, if you are paired together with a partner, there is an assignment for you and your partner to do. That is why you are paired together for a task. It's not about y'all. It's about the task. And until you figure out that task, it's very easy to continue to abuse your partner. Because your, your helpmates, your partners, will begin to seem like they're in the way. I remember many times that I'm being at work. And I'm like, man, I remember I was working at McDonald's and I remember I was on the headset and I had somebody else on the other headset and there was two lanes in the drive-thru. And I was so used to carrying every single thing on by myself. I'm just so worried. I'm, I'm, I'm lane one, lane two. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Thank you. Next lane. Welcome to McDonald's. Thank you. Can I help you? My partner is literally standing right next to me looking like, my God, can I answer my lane? Can I do what I need to do for our task? And I'm looking like, oh, my bad. And that goes back to the root of the situation. Why are you having submission issues? Why can't you share? Why do you have to be in control? And when God was dealing with me about control, my God, I'm telling you, he exposed some things. And I'm going to disclose them on today because I believe that they can help somebody else. And that's what Boldly Confesses is about. Speaking your truth so that others can get free. Amen. I remember God revealing to me some control issues I had. And it was because I was so afraid of being hurt. And I figured if I could just control this situation and I can do this how I want to do it, I'm going to make sure I got me. Oh, man, that's the most common term today. I got me. If nobody got me, do you really got you? So what you're saying is you can be God. You can do what God do and get, get you together like God can get you together. No, you can't. You can't. And if you're saying that you can, forgive me, Lord, for talking to your children this way, but it's a lie. You can't have you like God has you. And that's where the pride comes in again. I got it. I can do it. I, I know how to do it. I don't need this. I don't need that. If God says you need something, you need that. Amen. So I just want to encourage y'all to please evaluate yourselves. Line up who you have been 
and who you are today with the word of the Lord and figure out where it is that you are going wrong. And if your mind is just so crowded and it's to the point where you, you can't focus enough to read, I understand that I've been there. If you can't get sit and read, press play on the Bible app. Let it talk to you. Pray. Say, God, right now I, I can't even gather my mind to read. I need you, God. Can you please tell me how to get out of this situation? I've been in this thing and I've been operating and doing things how I want to do it. And I'm making a mess. I'm hurting people that I'm supposed to be bringing to you, God. I need you. I need you, God. And this is another reason why I encourage you, BC family, to purchase the 31-day journal. The 31-day prayer journal. It's going to help you to process your thoughts so that you can get your prayer through, so that you can get your breakthrough, so that we can get more souls to the kingdom. Amen. I encourage you. The book is called God, Can You Hear Me? I'm going to post it in the notes. I'm going to post it in the uh, description box. Thank you. Glory to God. In the description box. You can find it on Amazon. It's called God, Can You Hear Me? I'm here to tell you that he can hear you. And he is willing to hear you. And he wants to help you out of this thing. Nobody else can do it. So, you know, after you get tired and you, you get tired of running around the merry-go-round. And you get tired of failing. And you get tired of running on empty. And you get tired of comparing yourself. And you get tired. Just remember that God is there for you. And he wants you. Oh, he has already chosen you, honey. You are already chosen. He wants you. You are the one for the job. Can't nobody else do what it is that he has set for you to do. Glory to God. Excuse the noise, you guys. Yes. So no one can do what it is that God is calling you to do. The task is for you. And it has to get done. So I love you, BC family. It's time. It's time that you check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I don't care what your friends say, your daddy, your mama, your cousin, aunt, uncles, niece, nephews, whoever talking to you and in your ear. I don't care what they say. Right is still the way. Amen. So get over to the book of Luke chapter 10. I encourage you to read about how Jesus sends out the 72 but he sends out the 70 two by two amen and let him minister to your soul and ask God what is he trying to tell me out of this message amen because the way that God gave it to me may not be the way that he needs you to hear it or it may be the way that he needs you to hear it but he has something else that he wants to tell you specifically for you that he's not going to reveal to me. Amen. So you can't continue to depend on these YouTube channels, these podcasts, your friends who are close to God. They are not God. You cannot idolize them because God will come in and circle the block and tear down everything in the path that's distracting you from him. Because what he has for you and the message that he has for you is for you. 
Amen. The harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. There is work to be done. And God is not looking for a cheerleader. He's looking for a team player. And knowing the ways that you operate and knowing the things that we have just learned on today. It's going to help you to, it's going to bring forth the renewing of the mind. And if any of those ways and those things and the clout chasing and the gain and the status seeking and the, and the greediness, whatever it is, if any of those things be the case in your life on today, don't get weary because we serve a forgiving God. Amen. Remember, you don't need all that. Don't take all this mess with you into the field. You don't need your purse. You're going to work. You don't need your bag. Brothers, you don't need your backpack. You're going to work. You don't need them sandals, your heels. You're going to work. And you don't need to be greeting everybody along the way, telling them everything that you get ready to do and how you get ready to do it and what God told you. You don't need to be doing all that. Get to the field and get to work. The work will speak for itself. Amen. So glory be to God, BC family. Y'all know I love y'all. And I come strong the way I do because that's the way that he sends me. Okay. I love y'all, BC family. God loves y'all. He loves y'all so, 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 so much, y'all. If you knew the love that he loves you so much, I'm telling you. He loves you. I can't say it enough because he do. And the way that he loves you is so reckless. Like he literally willing to knock down everything in the path. That's distracting you from him to come snatch you up. If that's not love, I'm telling you, that is love. He loves you enough to correct you. He could have said, okay, she want to do that. He want to do that. You know what? Go ahead, devil. Keep him. No, he want his children. You are chosen. He's chosen you. He like, hello, over here, over here. So it's only right that we love him back because he's been loving us when we didn't even choose him. We weren't thinking nothing about God when we was out there doing what we was doing. And if you're still operating in some of the ways that you were doing when you were back there, come forth. Repent. Ask him, how can I get it right? How can I keep from going back over into that thing that I keep going back over into? Some situations you can't you can't handle by yourself. Sometimes you need some prayer brothers and sisters, some partners around you. Sometimes you're going to need to get in your journal and write. Sometimes, all the time, you're going to need to pray. All the time, you're going to need to seek God's face. And all the time, you're going to need to be real with yourself. Change requires you to be real with yourself. Because if you can't be real with yourself, there's no way you can be real with God. He sees it all anyway. So until next time, BC family, stay great, stay blessed, feel, and prosperous. You got this. We got this. Together, we are going to get the job done. Okay? I love y'all.